Hello, everyone. Welcome back to an all-new episode of Soul Sugar Podcast. It's Carrie. And Alex Vagabond. What's going on, everybody? And also... Lanka. Lanka He's in between the two of us. We are all three squeezed on a love seat that is very small, but it is the last of our furniture. Yeah, I think this is definitely designed for two people, but uh, we're pushing the limits here. It's actually the last piece of furniture in our house, so if it sounds slightly echoey in this podcast, just know it's because we've made a lot of progress in our big move to New Zealand. Today's episode, we are going to be chatting about just looking back and reflecting on 2020. We don't have a full, we haven't mapped out this episode yet, but what we are feeling like is that we want to talk about, you know, kind of wrapping up the last year and talking about kind of what we want to leave behind, what we want to bring with us, what we've learned and kind of how we want to move into the new year. Yeah, I mean, 2020, what a year. Um, I think for everybody who is alive this year, um, many of us are going to be looking back at this probably for, you know, the rest of our lives. Now, I've read a lot of different articles, some of which say that, you know, 2020 will be, um, it'll be like a little blip on the radar later in life where we look back and say, wow, that was a weird year. Um, But then, you know, the other opinion is that 2020 will set the tone, you know, it's kind of like a paradigm shift, if you will. And I think in many ways, for many of us, this year has dramatically changed our lives. Yeah, I think 2020 is definitely going to be a year for the history books. And it's definitely going to be a time that people look back on and remember. Mm -hmm. They're always going to remember the saying, you know, it's become a saying now. It's become... Hashtag 2020. People just saying... 2020. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, I wonder if, you know, obviously we can't bring that saying into 2021, but it's almost like, you know, people are thinking, well, when something bad happens now, I can't just go 2020 because that's all we've been doing all year long when, you know, things haven't gone our way or, or whatnot. So it's definitely going to be a year that I think that, you know, I don't think it's going to be a small little blimp in the radar. I think like people will look back at 2020 and reflect and say, that was a year. I mean, especially even through photographs. Think about it. like Yeah, just like the empty streets and the lockdown in the beginning of March. And the masks. And, and then the masks and then the protests. And it's just been, it has been like such a huge swing of a year. We've It feels like we've experienced so much of like the human condition this year. Absolutely. It's been a year where we've all been tested. Mm -hmm. We've been tested in so many different ways. And we've had to open up our minds in so many different ways. And we've had to learn, but we've also had to experience. Mm -hmm. And there's just so much as a human race that we've all gone through. The other day when we were driving, it was like the day before Christmas, Alex and I, I said to him, I said, I'm like, I feel for humans right now. And you were like, well, what do you mean by that? And I was just having this moment. And I know human beings are so strong and and we really do adapt and we get through things. And, but I was just having a moment right before Christmas thinking about like all of us just trying and pushing. And, and it was, it was kind of a, a moment of, I feel for us, but I'm also proud because we, we've, you know, those of us who have 
dealt with just so much this year, especially people losing jobs and some people or have loved ones. Lo- lost family members and like going into Christmas. That's when you feel it. That's when you feel the hardship is when you get near a holiday and you realize that that loved one's not there or that you don't have the money to pay for your kids' Christmas gifts. And I was just having this like overwhelming emotion of just like this, I, I've, I've just felt for, for all of the people like that have had to go through really, really, really difficult times this year. Yeah. I mean, and I think that everybody in, in a certain, in their lives or in certain ways has experienced something this year that has shown them a tough life lesson. I think that we've all had to completely reimagine, you know, our trajectories, our career paths, uh, what our lives look like, where we live, with whom we live. And, and I think that, um, you know, anytime there's change, it can be difficult when the change is forced upon us, right? I think that when when humans embrace change, it's usually change that we are the drivers of, right? It's like when change is good, when people are excited about change, it's change that 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 they choose, right? But oftentimes I've found in life it's the change that we're not the the drivers of it's the change that is forced upon us it's the forced adaptation right of of our lives or our perspectives or our viewpoints that actually causes the most growth but it's also the most painful type of change personally we're in a in a an incredible blessed position you know because the transition to work from home for us wasn't as daunting. I think that both Carrie and I being, you know, self-employed entrepreneurial people, we've been working from home, you know, for years in, in one way or another. And even though I used to like run around and travel and, and tell stories abroad, like I'd still come home and work from home afterwards. So I don't know. I think, um, well, that's another part of 2020 was like, sorry, my voice is raspy right now and I'm not sure why. Um, it's kind of hot. I mean, Okay. Um, there you go. You're back. <laughs> that was kind of another another part of 2020, right? Was kind of learning our privilege as people too. So that was a huge thing that I think we'll take with us in, in 2021, of course. 100%. And I think just being aware of all that, we've we've learned so much. We cracked that egg. We opened that up. We, even though it's difficult, we opened that up and we've talked about it and we've listened to people and we've read what we needed to read and we will continue to do that Mm -hmm. as we move forward in life and I think that for both of us I know like that's something that we will keep with us as we move forward yeah I mean you know one of the one of the great things that's come from 2020 even though it you know was spawned from not so great things I think society in general has learned and has begun to listen to the different diversity and the different voices in in our society and for many people who weren't exposed 
to these diverse voices beforehand, um, they've kind of been forced to listen and, and to acknowledge. And I think that that is a great change that's been effectuated by this year. And, um, you know, I hope that it's something that everybody kind of brings with them into the future, uh, just a better understanding and appreciation for the diversity of, of cultures, of, of people, of race that um, exists in this world. And um, taking, you know, taking the steps, the proper steps moving forward to create a more equitable, just society for everyone. It's the two L's. Love? Learning and listening. Oh, well, okay. Have Maybe the, the three, three L's. Yeah. <laughs> Learn, love, and listen. Yeah. Is there anything moving into 2021 individually for you, for your own like self-growth, your own person that you learned this year that you want to bring with you? Yeah. Or anything um, you want to leave behind? Let me know both. Okay. Those. Well, the, those are two questions smushed into one, which is very typical of the way the internet asks questions. <laughs> <laughs> you do a Q&A and it's like... Look, everybody, you get, you get one question, <laughs> not seven. Um, yeah, obviously, there's things that I have learned this year that I want to take into uh, 2021, and there's also things that I've learned that I want to leave behind. Um, I think that this year, more than any year before in my life, has taught me the value of self-reliance. Um, you know, I think that uh, as much as... Society is built on this social contract of um, between individuals where we say like, hey, if I do this, if I scratch your back, you're going to scratch my back, right? But I think that many times in, in life, um, it's important to scratch your own back and be able to scratch your own back. And, um, and that's kind of, I guess, the analogy being in difficult times when we're not allowed or not able to meet with friends and family or colleagues um, in the way that we were that we used to, it required at least for me required me to like really rethink um, how I work and refocus on what is important for me. And so I think that what I've learned in in 2020 is the importance of um, of Continuing to learn, continuing to expand my skill set as a storyteller and as a filmmaker. And um, part of that uh, requires improving my writing. Um, And that's always been something that I've been a bit. um, I like writing, I really do enjoy it, but it's kind of, it feels more like homework to me. I haven't been able to truly like dive into the creative writing side. And I have moments where I'm inspired with that and I'll crank out, you know, a couple paragraphs and it'll feel good. Um, but then I kind of lose it and I gravitate back to the stuff that I like more, which is, you know, visual storytelling. So I've learned that I need to need to do that. Um, but things that I'd like to leave behind from, from 2021 uh, or from 2020, sorry, gosh, it's just, um, this whole year has just gone by in a blink. I think I'd like to leave behind some of the negative, um, some of the negative emotions and the negative habits, right? That I have carried 
um, with me and that have kind of manifested themselves big time in, in 2020. And, you know, part of that is obviously there's being a storyteller and a filmmaker. I love watching other people's work. Um, but I kind of just fell into literally just like binge watching everything on all of the different platforms. And I feel like I, I wasted a lot of time that could have been used more productively if I were actively learning, if I were reading books on the craft, or if I were watching, you know, like masterclass, I got a masterclass subscription, um, which I've been loving. Uh, but, but I, I kind of put it down and I, and I gravitated too much, I believe towards entertainment versus education and, um, Watching other people instead of learning for yourself. Well, I mean, you learn from watching how things are done, but um, if it comes at the expense of you doing the things, that's where the problem, where I found the problem lied for me or lay for me. Is it lay or lie? God, my mom's going to kill me. She's a grammar, grammar nut. So that's kind of where I feel like I could make some improvements, which, which, you know, we're literally selling our television. It's being sold today. And... Um, I'm really excited to not have a TV for a while. I don't, I, know, I don't know. We, I think we mentioned that in the last episode was that like, it'll feel good to remove the TV or maybe that wasn't a vlog. Who knows that it's all just one, <laughs> like one thing at this point. But why do you think that it's, why do you feel that removing the television is is going to be a good thing. Because I think in this transition of us moving from LA to New Zealand, we're just not going to have a TV with us as often. Yeah, we'll probably have a TV in the hotel room when we get to New Zealand and we're in managed isolation. But I really feel us kind of gravitating more towards art and, and books to, to pass our time and and to just kind of um, enjoy that as opposed to the TV. And I think when we first get to New Zealand, before we have our place and all that kind of stuff, we're going to be much more exploring and, um, just kind of gravitating towards that stuff more. But again, like having all of these things to binge and enjoy in 2020 have been soothing for so many people. Okay. So what would you like to leave in 2020 and what would you like to take with you into 2021? I learned this year what really matters in terms of connection and relationship and um, also just material possession and also just taking care of yourself. There's a lot that kind of just like narrowed down this feeling that I've already had in life, right? Like I already knew those things, but 2020 put it under a microscope for me and it was like, okay, what matters? Our love, our happiness, our health, um, Definitely. being together as a family, like was the first place we ran to, right? When we, when it felt like the world was ending, <laughs> we found peace within our home. And we did that by being there for each other. And we did that by strengthening our bond. We did that by helping each other in ways, in all different ways, emotionally, with work stuff, with um, growing as people, with um, 
when one of us was having a hard time, it was like we were there for each other. And mm-hmm. that obviously we couldn't open that up beyond our unit that we have right here in our home. Um, because it was harder to connect with other people. Obviously we couldn't like hug our friends and family and we couldn't see them as much. We were able to connect with them in different ways through technology, um, through FaceTime and text message and stuff like that. But zoom, zoom, but we were able to one, like we were able to elope and solidify that. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think one thing that really was special about that was that we did connect further this year, right? we got to know each other more. We've spent the entire year together nonstop. And, and the fact that we were able to elope at the end of a year went, that was just very complicated and difficult. Like that, that just shows like us being like, okay, we're going to take this really difficult time and we're going to make it, we're going to, we're going to tie it with a bow when it comes to our relationship. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's just between, between us, but I think also health, you know, for me, I, I, this year, um, I hired a personal trainer, but I also hired a therapist. So for me, it was like, it's getting your body and your mind in, in check, right? Yeah. It was like, okay, I'm going to take care of me. Cause if I'm going to, if I'm going to be here and I'm going to, not be able to have access to things outside of my home. Like I know that that's a change for me. And I was dealing with family issues. I was, you know, I can be somebody who chooses work over working out consistently. And I am proud of myself for saying, no, you know what? I'm going to invest in myself. I'm going to invest in my health. And that is something that I want to bring with me into 2021 because it makes me feel good to know that I am making myself a priority in that way. Totally. I mean, if there's anything you should invest in, it's in your health, both mental and physical, because, you know, these bodies of ours, the meat suit, if you will, it's what will bring us through life. And the more we invest in it, the more we give it love and, and energy and, and you know dedication to improving it, both the brain and the body, the better off we're going to be. And something that I want to leave behind, I'd say there are a couple things I'd like to leave behind. One being... And I think it goes hand in hand with what you're talking about when you say, instead of just consuming things, learning things. I think for for me, I want to learn more. I want to level up myself when it comes to film. I think because you're so good at videography, I used to be so much more interested in learning about camera work but because you are so great at it I've like outsourced me lost my (laughs) my my spark for it I guess and when I go to New Zealand and this is already a mental note that I've made for myself is that like I want to learn more about that and you and you've you've already been like teaching even with your with your new camera that you just got, which is like an amazing new camera, 
essentially like, well, I'm learning how to use that thing and I have no problem. I would, I would love to help you learn learn and then you can help me film stuff. That's kind of like, I think what we've kind of found is that we're a pretty solid little unit when it comes to, you know, both of us are content creators and storytellers and, I think that we've kind of realized this year um, when we put our forces together, it, it's it's a really nice symbiotic relationship. We work well together. Yeah. Which is cool. Um, we don't... So you want to learn more camera Yeah, skills? I want to... Like when I... I always relate this. I always say when I lived in Silver Lake. And when I say that, it, it's because... I lived alone and I had only myself to hang out with. Self-reliance. <laughs> and so I like was so interested in learning all of these different things because I had so much time to myself. Um, and during that time, I was trying to level up my filmmaking, like I my, my videos and stuff. And so I got really... Um, into all that and and when I made that short for Buffer Fest and all that like learning more about like a a film camera Uh, shooting on a super 8 film camera yeah that was was cool that was so fun and like mixing it with digital and like Mm -hmm. really testing the limits and Mm -hmm. allowing myself to creatively like you know people were like you're doing a digital plus film video and I was like yeah but it helped tell the story because I'm going from this digital world to this like more free natural world and like the fit the and like working backwards to analog and and I and I was like it helps me tell the story it's part of it and I want to get back to that uh creative inspiration that Mm -hmm. I know I I I can feel it like I can feel when creative inspiration comes up and I can feel it coming up it's brewing right now it's brewing yeah you can see it I feel it too for for both of us while my stomach's growling Growling. because I'm hungry it could be because we haven't had breakfast (laughs) easy to get those confused yeah no but I can feel it because we're we're making this huge transition and change and I think that one of my favorite things in the world is the feeling of creative inspiration. It's mm-hmm. my, it's what I live for. And that's why I do what I do because mm-hmm. it's not easy to do what we do. It's a risk. It's a gamble. It's a, it's everything's always changing, but why I love what I do. And I think this is why anybody who li- who works in a creative setting or does something creative for work, like you, you do it because you get that feeling, you get that rush, you get that inspiration and um so for me like in 2021 I'm looking for I'm looking for that I'm looking for feeling that constantly and I think being in a new place in a new country in a beautiful place like New Zealand Mm -hmm. I think that will really come up for me and you don't need to move to another country like New Zealand to get that inspiration obviously like but you can find it in your everyday moments like around the corner from your house like going outside of your house Going into nature is an instant feeling of creative inspiration. Yeah, it's funny that you say that. I'm reading a book right now called The Nature Fix. And um, it's all about this cutting-edge new science, most of which is being done in you know Asian countries like Japan and Korea. Uh, but it's all about the cognitive and physiological effects that nature has on the human brain and the human body and all of it 
is pointing in the direction of nature being this incredible uh, panacea, this cure-all for so many of the problems that we as humans experience now in this modern world, especially related to stress um, and nature being able to to cure that. And um, it's funny though, I'm, the chapter that I'm on, it's talking a lot about how uh, it's talking about noise pollution. And I, you know, Carrie has made fun of me in the past, but I'm such like, I hear everything. And at night, like I can't go to sleep if, you know, if it's like a particularly loud place. Um, and what it was talking about is how our brains are, they evolved in this prehistoric world, right? Where we had to listen all the time for like a twig breaking because we would have been eaten by a freaking saber-toothed tiger or something, right? So when when we hear these background noises, even something like a big truck driving by, it causes this fear response in our brains, which spikes cortisol, the stress hormone, and actually makes our bodies feel stressed. But it's like subconscious. We've become um, kind of I guess unaware, unaware of this the, the the fear response in our brains and the stress response, but our bodies feel it, and um, so that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. Like this, these last few years in LA, um, we've lived in loud places, especially when I had my own apartment. It was on a very very loud street next to a fire station, um, so we had big you know fire trucks ripping up and down the road. And I'm really looking forward to, especially in the beginning of the year, which is going to be kind of the, the summer down there in New Zealand, to getting outdoors and spending time in nature and kind of resetting. I want like a, a solid reset. And I would like to leave behind some of the the stress and anxiety from 2020 and, and try to open up um, my brain and my creative areas to... Um, to, to more. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's amazing how just what some time in nature can do for you. Like if you're somebody who lives in New York city and you love that, like hustle and bustle of the city and the sounds and everything like that, that is such a, um, inspiring place to be. I love New York city. I couldn't live there personally, but I understand why people love it. Now, what I think is important is like remembering when you're in that constant go 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 like having that time to connect with nature when you have it like drive upstate new york city and get that beautiful upstate new york not I mean, new york city yeah upstate new york and yeah the get, forest oh it's so beautiful there well so, they say in the book that even just three like yeah. three three days outside of you know like a loud urban setting mm -hmm. is enough to completely reset your body and brain and like get rid of all of that cortisol and the stress hormones yeah. that are caused by you know the loud noises uh, of the city and then you can get back to the city with a new uh, kind of like this new refreshed yeah. um, breath of fresh air from nature i i agree and and you know what it, it makes sense because it's like we come from that. We come from nature. It's programmed in us. And I even think about it with indoor plants because so many people love indoor plants. And, and I, I have pondered this, you know, because I love them too. And so I, 
I think it has a lot to do with the nature element of human beings, bringing nature inside of your home. Everybody mm-hmm. says that, you know, their plants calm them. They love caring for them. It, it brings them peace. And and I, I get that and I feel the same about them. And, and I relate that to the fact that human beings need to be connected to nature in that way. So we're so connected to it that we feel the need to bring it in into our home, living, living elements of nature into our home brings us peace. And I even think about it with my dog, right? My dog brings me so much peace, Lanka. And when I'm there with him, he is nature. He is nature inside of my home as well. Like he's an animal. He's a connection to this being that is not a human, right? Like you can find him in nature. And I think that that is, it just shows these things that we don't think about that are in our everyday lives. It's, it's us reaching for that connection to nature. Yeah, it, it said in the book, it was talking about how they had done studies um, for people who had had big injuries and were and had to convalesce in a hospital. So they had to spend, uh, you know, a lot of time, days, weeks, months uh, in a hospital bed getting better. And it showed that uh, the people who had a window that looked out especially if it looked out to like trees or green or grass and had sunlight convalesced like three times faster and had um, like a higher rate of, um, of, of improvement. Whereas the people who didn't have access to a view, the people who, you know, were like in the courtyard or whatever and didn't get sunlight, the same that they actually took a lot longer to get better and oftentimes they didn't heal as as fully it's not only when it comes to healing and to happiness well one those two go hand in hand like your emotional well-being is going to help you heal but it also really helps with productivity which is really interesting i finished that same book and it like it's about like not only is it about well-being, it's about also it helps you productively. Like it's amazing what like even just house plants help with, you know, if there's a if if there are plants inside of an office, yeah. those those employees are more productive because mm-hmm. they have nature around them. If your your office has sorry, Lanka's making strange weird sounds. noises. <laughs> he wants to be part of the podcast. He agrees. Um He's going, (laughs) nature is good. (laughs) And he's like licking the desk that we're at. Okay. Anyways, he's just being silly. Um, But yeah, it's amazing what just, you know, a window and a house plant can do. Imagine fully immersing yourself and taking a walk through nature. And I know many of you who listen to this podcast completely agree because most people who listen and follow, um, any of either one of our accounts, our YouTube channels or our Instagrams or anything like that are nature lovers. I love that about this community. And I feel so blessed to even be allowed into this like sacred space that is the Soul Sugar podcast. And, you know, it's something, Carrie, that you have created um, that's just so beautiful. And you have attracted like a magnet all of these incredible, loving, like-minded people. Um, and that's something that I love so much about this community. Loving is the key word. I, I truly agree. And I feel so lucky that, um, 
people like you listening to this podcast are here because yeah, it's just special. I feel I feel hugged and 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 um God, nobody's had a hug all year long. I know. It's the saddest I miss hugs. least I I yeah, I mean <laughs> Even when you do like safely see people outside or whatever, you know, you do like an elbow bump. It's like, you can't even, what, an elbow bump? I know, it's not fun. I was just texting with my friend Eileen. She was like, I wish I could have given you a big hug before you leave. And I was like, I miss hugs. I know, it's like those are the moments where you're like, you know what, screw it, I'm holding my breath. (laughs) I know, right? Hug with the mask. But we're not not suggesting you do that. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's different everywhere around the world. Yeah, I mean, here in LA, we're just that. We're at we're we're winning. We're we're number one. <laughs> yeah, we're number know, one in in being, like being the worst. Yeah, um, but you know what can you do? There's 12 million people here, and in this in this uh, county, and I think that um, I think that 2021 holds good things in store, but I don't think it's going to be smooth sailing. I think maybe. This time next year, hopefully, we'll be in a position where we're starting to truly climb out of this whole 2020 debacle. But I do think that there's It's going to take time. It's going to take time to heal. Just we're like going to have to convalesce. And hopefully there's a window with, you know, a tree. Mm-hmm. So it makes it a little bit easier for and us. And some houseplants. And some houseplants inside. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Well, What's that... the thing you're going to miss the most okay. Okay. about California? Ooh. Oof. Gosh. Um, and you well, can't say Mexican food. Well, first and foremost, my best friend. Yeah. And your family, being this close to your family. Yeah, yeah, totally. My grandma lives here in L.A. and uh, many of my aunts and uncles and cousins all in L.A. So, yeah. And then my, 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 San Diego, my family in San Diego as well. It's kind of like I've, I've lived in this Southern California corner. Um, and, and most of my family does. So that, that will be hard for sure. I think the convenience too, which will be also, I'm, I love being out of my comfort zone. So it kind of, it's, it's a, it's a hand in hand type of situation because I thrive off of being uncomfortable. Um, and so I know I'll miss the convenience of like, oh, you want Indian food? Let's overeat it and it'll be here in 40 minutes. It's great Indian food in New Zealand though. True. Um, Mexican food. Um, I know you told me that I couldn't say that, but like, but what I'm saying is the convenience of having really anything that you need at any time right around you in any moment. And I'm not saying that New Zealand doesn't have convenience in any way because we've been there. It's, it's definitely like, it's just different here in LA. We're in a city no matter where we go. Right. So it's like, yeah, you can order like your groceries delivered. You can order, you know, um, some obscure international food that will be at your doorstep in a bag and in 35 minutes. And I think that that's definitely going to be a change. Like we will have to be a bit more reliant on ourselves to, you know, to shop and to cook and which I'm personally super down for because when the beginning of the pandemic hit and we weren't ordering food because of everything and we weren't, um, you know, we were ordering our groceries, but we weren't like getting Uber Eats. We were cooking mm-hmm. from home a lot. Like I loved that. I was so inspired. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, you know, baking my bread. I was like constantly Yeah, I miss your bread. From... I know. I God, haven't... that was good. I know. It's going to come back in full swing. I hope. You? Don't you? Looking forward to that New Zealand sourdough loaf. Yep. It's happening because, uh, yeah, 
currently we're in shambles here in this house and it's not inspiring me to make some bread because, um, yeah, we're moving. But when I get back, yes, that's so fully you're going to miss convenience. I'm going to miss convenience, but like ca- California, right? I, I'm going to miss my best friends. I'm going to miss the convenience, but also I'm going to thrive off of the convenience because I know, or the inconvenience because I know myself and I love being challenged and I love like, you know, what being you, out of my comfort zone. What are you not going to miss? Um, wait, I want to say that I will miss, I will miss the weather. I mean, you can't go wrong, but at the same time, actually like really looking forward to the change. Um, I, Ivanka's trying to move. It's like, sorry, bro. You're sitting here. We're locked in for the podcast and you're not moving. (laughs) He's getting um, antsy. Um, (laughs) Is my foot bugging you? Yeah. (laughs) Carrie's foot is like jammed up in my lower back area. It's getting dangerously close to my butt crack. So let's not do that. (laughs) We're all just like... We're literally smushed onto onto like a one and a half person love seat, which is the last thing left. California's a beautiful place. Yeah. I love that I've lived here for as long as I have, like mm-hmm. almost 15 years. Yeah. You have, you're a native. You've been here your whole life. Yeah. Um, but you've traveled. I love California. I'm going to miss a lot about California. I'm going to, I'm going to miss, uh, the, the diversity of California. I'm going to miss the, uh, both, both like of people and of landscapes. I love, uh, the Sierra Nevada mountains. I'm going to miss that. I'm going to miss the ocean. Um, the surfing, but you know, I, I also think that life is short and like we get, we get stuck into routines in places and it's hard to uproot and, and to, and to, and to move and to try something different. And I think what this whole experience has taught me is we don't need three quarters of the stuff that we stuff into our house. Oh my gosh. We have sold so much stuff and I feel like with everything I've gotten rid of with every trip to Goodwill to donate old clothes and random things, I feel lighter. I feel better. I feel happier. I feel less weighed down. And so, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to miss, um, uh, yeah, you know, I love the High Sierras. When we did that camping trip in June and we drove up, um, you know, up in the eastern Sierra Nevada mountains, and we found this campground um, with a little stream rolling through it in a pine forest grove, and we were fly fishing and and sleeping out, you know, under the stars, and you know, had a bear outside of our tent, which was scary. I'm not going to miss that. Looking forward to uh, no bears in New Zealand. No bears in New Zealand. That'll be great. One, it's like camping without you know the existential threat of death. Being mauled by a freaking mountain lion or a bear. So I'm looking forward to that. With that being said, Lanka is just not I think having he's it cut, I think he's cutting the, he's like, look, dude, the podcast is done. Okay. <laughs> he, he can't get off the love seat because the He's trapped recorder, by m- microphones. The microphone, the recorder. Who am I? Am I like an 85 year old? Yes. The recorder's from the way. Um, he can't. So he's just like, guys, I got to get out of here. We've just, he was looking outside in the backyard and he's like, I want to go outside with all this conversation about being outside. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. We are enjoying creating these episodes for you guys. Again, sorry if they're if they're echoey. Sorry if they're not 
um, you know, we just, we kind of like the... No apologies. This the, is what it is right now. The candid, uh, the candid vibe of them too. And um, it's, uh, it's really fun. So thank you guys for listening and definitely come check us both out on our platforms, Alex the Vagabond and Carrie Rad, and also on the Instagram, which I have been updating every day, which I'm very proud of myself. It's at Soul Sugar Co. And that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Bye. See you in the next one. Or talk to you in the next one. Bye. Okay. Oh, shit. Lanka, oh, no. Lanka. No. <laughs> See? You should leave that in the podcast. <laughs> My coffee almost.